And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, April 19th, and we are here trying to answer your financial questions. The way we do that is we, uh, we actually ask you to do a little bit of work. Not a lot, a little bit. That means you go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and just check the box to say you'd be willing to come on the air. That way we can talk to you live. Now, of course, we do email episodes every time, you know, from time to time. But why is the, the conversation with you so important? Often we discover something about you as we start talking to you. You know, I've been really obsessed with learning about chat GPT lately. And I'm thinking like, what is the differentiator between machine learning and human to human contact? And the differentiation is that we can hear in your voice, your emotions. And when you just type things, you know, that's sort of predictive, right? I could make that predictive, like, oh, here's what you should do. But when you come on the air live, some magic happens and it's really amazing. And so we encourage you to do that. Okay. Today we are talking to Olivia, who is on the line from Texas. Hi, Olivia. How are you? What can we do for you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Sure. What's happening? What's going on? So I just wanted to check in with you guys. I listen to the program every day um, and wanted to check in on some ideas on maybe taking a career hiatus from my full-time job to be a teacher for a year. This is fascinating. Wait, you want to take a career hiatus from being a teacher or you'd like to try being a teacher? I would like to try being a teacher. This is a very grown-up thing to do that you're like, oh, maybe I should try it before I dive into it. So how old are you, Olivia? I am 36. And are you single, married, partnered? Married with a husband who is 44. All right. And does he work full-time? He does. He makes about $75,000 a year. And what do you earn right now currently, Olivia? I earn about 140000 with a 10% bonus. Okay. 
on your one. Forget about the bonus for a second. One forty plus his seventy five. Tell us how's it going. Do you have like is your cash flow okay? Are you making ends meet? Are you living large? What's the story? So we are. We've been cranking on our savings for about a year. Uh, my husband went was a stay-at-home dad for the first couple years of my son's life. So for the first three years or so, um, he's six now. My son is not my husband, obviously. Um, (laughs) Although he acts like a six-year-old sometimes. Okay. That's my editorial, Uh, not hers. (laughs) So, um, we are maxing out our, my 401k. My husband doesn't have a 401k, uh, but we contribute, to a brokerage as if it were the limits of the 401k. So we Oh, do, that's awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to check in with you if that's a good strategy since he doesn't have access to one. Mm-hmm. Um, Why doesn't he have access to one? Like that's kind of weird. Does he, he work for himself? For a small, for a small company. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And so, um, but he's thinking, he kind of is in a position to be able to introduce that at their company. So mm. That's within the next year he wants okay. to get that. All right. How much money's in your 401k right now? My 401k, sorry, I was also going to add, we're also maxing backdoor Roths. Okay. So let's do this. Okay. So how much is in your 401k right now? And it's a traditional right now or your, your 401k? Traditional. So okay. we have, I have a hundred thousand in my 401k. Great. How much is in your Roth right now? Combined, we have $45,000 in, in Roths. Okay, great. And then what about that brokerage account? 35000 Great. And your six-year-old is now in school, right? So public school or private school? Public school. We uh-huh. have after-school care, but, you know, that's 500 a month, a lot. Oh, Down from 1500 so. It's exhausting when you think about all these fees for the, for the kids, man. Okay. Tell us about your house. Um, do you own it? We own it. We uh, it is worth four sixty. I know that because I just got it appraised for to drop the PMI, um, and we owe three hundred at a two point five percent interest rate. Two point five. Is it a thirty year? Thirty year fixed, and, we're <gasps> and you're staying there. You you're, you'll be there for twenty eight more years at least, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's tough. I can tell you something. I understand why the real estate market is so crazy right now because it is awfully tough to give up a two and a half percent rate <laughs> note, even if you were making tons and tons more money. Tell me the truth. Wouldn't it not be difficult for you if I said you could buy a million dollar house, but you can't get a two and a half percent mortgage? You have to get a five and a half or six percent. Wouldn't it be hard to do that? Yes. Yeah, it would be impossible for me. Let me be clear. Okay. So what about money in the bank? So we have $100,000 in the bank mm-hmm. and we have 20000 in I-bonds. Okay. Have you done anything around college savings for your son? Yeah, we have $25,000 in a 529. And we're doing 600 a month into that. You guys have good cash flow because you're putting whatever, 20-ish into your 401k, 20 in the brokerage. Then you're putting $7,200 into your 529 and you're doing the backdoor Roth. So you're, you are saving quite a bit of money. Do you have a sense of how much you need to spend? So we're spending 10000 a month, excluding but, all of the savings. Okay, excluding. But that seems like so, a lot compared to, but but like you're saving so much. That seems like more than I, 
How is that <laughs> happening? That does not make sense to okay. me. I caught up on, we were not saving as much. And then we had a bump in our income. And also I had a windfall. So oh, tell me about the windfall. I love a windfall. So my company offered me for free, basically, um, stock in my in the company. Mm-hmm. And then it was acquired by private equity. And Shut up. How much did that amount to? So the total payoff was like, or amount was about 500, a little over $500,000. Wait a minute. Where are we talking about that? Where is that money? So, but they only roll, I only got 30% of it and I rolled 70% into the new company. So I've got an additional, you know, almost $400,000 of stock outside of what I already shared with you in the new company. Okay. 400 grand. So the other money, the 500,000, you got a portion of it, you roll the money into Nuco. What happens if you say, bye, what happens to that stock? What's the, what are the parameters of how long you have to hold it, et cetera? Over the next four years, it would keep growing from there. I mean, it depends on the value of the company, which makes me a little nervous because I, it used to be a smaller company. Now it's a bigger company and I have less control. Right. right. So, um, but, uh, now, so I, if I quit, I could take all of that with me. If you I could take the 400, longer, but the 400 is, it's a privately traded, it's a privately held company. It's not a publicly traded company, right? Correct. And I couldn't just sell it and stay there. Like I have right. to leave. I got you. Okay. Whew. That's a very interesting it's weird. It's like I got so excited about having 400 grand and now I don't want to include it in anything because now yeah, that's how I feel about my life. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure we should include it, but let's let's keep talking. So if you need $10,000 a month, again, that seems a tiny bit aggressive to me, but let's just pretend it's the right number. 10 grand a month. What is it that you think, like if you were to go teach for a year and then you say, oh, I love it. What do we think is in your area, what would you earn as like a first or second year teacher? Like what would the numbers be? Uh, like 50 to 55,000 a year. Okay. So if you earn 50 to 55 and he earns 75, you know that you can't spend 10 grand a month anymore, right? Correct. And I think we could trim that back because I wouldn't have the after school care, the, you know, I would be able to... I'm working a lot of hours right now, um, and I know I still would be with it as a teacher, but maybe I'd be able to cook more. We eat out a lot, you know, other mm. lifestyle changes. All right. Well, that's like, you know, I wrote a whole chapter in my new book, Curb, and the, the chapter is called Curb Your Consumption, and it's exactly what you're talking about, which is essentially, you know, a real lifestyle revamp, presuming that you really go through with this and it sticks. So. How do you navigate this with the company? Can you take a sabbatical? Would they take you back? Do you have to actually leave? What's What would the circumstances be? Is this an all or nothing thing? It's all or nothing. I think I could, I have a very good reputation in my industry and in my company. I think I could come back maybe, but I would still, when I leave, I would have to take the stock with me. This is a very interesting thing. So what's the deal with the teaching? Like, where did that come from? You know, I feel like 
I have not had time with my son, you know, ever since he was four weeks old, I've been working 50 plus hours a week. And, um, I just really want to have like summers with him. And I feel like a year of teaching would help me bookend that with two summers Mm -hmm. and have undivided time with him. I just love kids. And I just am in this period of my, of examining my life, like, is the wor- what the world needs to sell more stuff, which is what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Or is it be the safe person for a group of kids? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Mark, do you have um, some thoughts on this? I'm just, I would like to kind of get your opinion just um, before I give mine. I'm fully on board. I think if this is what she wants to do, she should try it and see how it goes. It sounds like she has the backup plan. You know, she has a good reputation, possibly even going back to the company she would leave. If not, it sounds like she would find the job if she had to rather easily. So I I say go for it. Okay. So presuming I was going to say the same thing. So presuming that you are going to go for it, there's some things I want to think about. Number one is, is your husband's employer, since they don't have a 401k, do they have health insurance? They do have health insurance. Okay, good. So we can, I mean, I don't know if you're able to get a full-time teaching gig right out of the bat, but I just want you to be able to be covered. The next thing is the money that you have in the bank, we keep in the bank. I think that for now, when would you think to do this? Would this be in like the end of May? Like, I don't know, like, what, what are you thinking about to like pulling the trigger on it? So I'm thinking of pulling the trigger like, in a year. So oh, in that, a year. Okay. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, I would, I have to give, you know, a few months notice. Um, mm-hmm. So I could do it a year from now and then be prepared to have the summer with him and then start, you know, yeah. and maybe do some certification classes, alternative certification classes over the course of the next year. Mark, how would you feel if we pulled back on her 401k contribution and just put more money into brokerage. I mean, keep doing the backdoor Roths, but pull back on her 401k contribution because I feel like I still want, I still want to like stockpile some cash. Yeah, I would do that. Obviously get the match, whatever the match is, but then I would want that money accessible. Yeah, me too. And in the brokerage account, by the way, it's okay if it's not so risky. Like it can be like, you have a ton of risk of this $400,000 investment, but I really don't even want to consider I'm not considering it because it's illiquid. You have no control over it. Even if it vests in four years, it would be like, okay, fine. You get it in four years. And so what? Something has to happen to the company, to the new company. You know, there's no, there has to be a liquidity event and there may not be. And it could go from $400,000 value to zero, right? By the way, did they want you to roll it into the new company or was that your choice? They wanted me to roll it. But you actually had a choice, but you got strong-armed? Yes. (laughs) I hate that. That pisses me off. I had a friend who was a very similar situation. We fought back against it in his contract. I know companies do that all the time. Uh, At least you got a hundred out. So that's good. So let's for the time being build up the savings. Also, I would actually stop putting money in your 529 for a little bit. Just again, I want to batten down the hatches for a year and build up your liquidity and let's see where things go after this. And by the way, let's say you love teaching. And it's like, well, from age 38 to 60, you're rocking and rolling and you'll be part of a pension system. Like there's a lot of good things that can happen. So I think to give yourself the best choice, see if you like it for a year, 
If you don't, you go back to the way it was. Maybe you'll do it with a company that's not quite as insane work-wise for you. But also, maybe you're just going to go someplace else or someplace different or whatever. But I think this is a one-year experiment. I'm on board with it. I think you build up the cash you need ahead of that. Make sure you check in on all the benefits. And you know, if your husband could potentially have a retirement option through his employer, it might be easier. But you know what? If you're just putting both of you doing backdoor Roths, that could be a good thing too. It really could be. And I think you'd be in good shape. Otherwise, you know, go through your expenses, start really thinking like, well, if we had to live on 125 grand a year together and presuming out of that 125, we'd put, I don't know, 20 grand into retirement between the two of us. And then we would have to actually figure out how to pay taxes. And we'd like, how can we live? Can we live on six grand a month. Can you live on seven grand a month? Go through and look at those expenses, see what's going on. I think that would be, that would be really helpful in advance of the process. Do you receive any other benefits through work like life insurance or anything like that? I do. We have our own life insurance policies. Okay. What do you have? 30 year term, uh, million dollar benefit. Okay, great. And there's nothing else that's out there in terms of like other weird old life insurance policies or anything like that? No. So one other thing to consider, or I guess maybe two other things is like, I feel like I have obligations in the next three to five years, maybe with um, my mom is right now, she's okay, but she is uh, not really able to live on her own very successfully. So my father is paying for her to be in assisted living, but he's getting older. So I just worry that I'm going to have to take care of her. And so uh, that may be in maybe, I don't know, five years. And then I also have a health issue. Um, I found out about just a couple months ago that I have a congenital heart defect that may require surgery in like five years. Well, uh, let's try to have some fun in the next five years because it sounds like in five years, the blank's going to hit the fan. That's kind of what I was feeling is like, okay, so I've got some cash. I've got some buffer. Like, let's do something before I have to hunker down. Yeah. Well, now's the time to do it. And by the way, if in five years you are still teaching, I mean, look, if in a year and a half you're like, this teaching thing blows and I can't stand it and I'm going back to my old life, you're back to your old game plan. But if you really love teaching, then there are other benefits that you will have. And we'll have to think about like really what you could do for your mother and your father. And like, you'll make decisions. Like, do you have, are you an only child? Or do you have siblings? I have a brother, but he's uh, not, he's not a big earner. But he understands the issues. Yes. And your dad lives in his own home? Yes. So they're married but separated. Oh, that's sad. And dad has a few bucks but not a lot? I think he's okay. I just haven't really dug into it. All right. Well, this is what you have to do. Okay. So in your sabbatical, one of your big things to like on your to-do list in addition to making sure your all of your documents are in place and everybody, everything is cool, like you have your own estate documents, you need to have a conversation with your father and find out what he has. You really do. That's going to be a big piece of your next part of your life. Okay. I would want to do that now. 
because now's the time you can prepare for it and he can prepare for it. So for all you know, he's got a million dollars sitting in CDs and that's great. And he just complains about the cost of the assisted living, but you got to find out. Okay. What else? Anything else? You do have your estate documents or what? Yes. And healthcare proxy and all that? Yes. All right. Then I'm giving you the permission to go explore teaching. People need, we need teachers like you. So go find it and hope it works for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Oh, it's a pleasure. If you are considering a sabbatical, if you're considering what to do next in your career, why don't you give us a holler? Go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd like to come on the air. While you're there, you can buy my new book. It's called The Great Money Reset. And you can subscribe to our brandy new subscription service called Jill on Money Live. You'll have access to quarterly live webinars and a lot more special content that we will be rolling out. So thank you so much for listening. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 